Side note, I love when you said, my life is not any richer because I can do the splits. I think that's great because I can't do the splits and I so think it would be cool. You're, you're cool with not doing them. It's okay. Yeah, it makes me feel a little better about my mobility. Um, I think that, mind me what you're asking yeah, like You're listening to the Make It Train podcast with Jen and Sarah. Cross-conditioning training helps people move and feel better by focusing on functionality instead of performance. Hear their thoughts about training, running, health, and wellness as part of today's active lifestyle. Hi, it's Sarah Pay. I'm here with Jenna Crofts today, and I'm excited to bring you a conversation about stretching and mobility. For some of us, this is like the F word, and for others of us, this is like Oh, just love it. Um, stretching and mobility are definitely fun fun subjects for us. And so I hope that we'll be able to shed a little light today that makes it exciting for you. Um, so Jenna, let's talk about how we first came into connection. Kinetic Heights? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Probably about seven, six, seven years yep. ago. Jamie brought you. Yep. My cousin Jamie brought me. She said, come find, find this cool workout and try it. And I loved it. Um, and I've been with Sarah ever since. And now I'm at cross conditioning training with Jen. And as most of you listening to this, love this gym just as much as I do. Well, um, I think it's interesting because when I first met you, you were an athletic conditioning coach at the school. At, yeah. At, yep. At a school. Yep. And I was an athletic trainer. Athletic trainer. That's right. right an right. athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. That, but I, but I wanted you to be a, a, a coach. Yes. I think. Yes. Um. And you know, here we are, however many years later, and you're still in the movement world. You're still helping people be better, feel better, move better, but in a different capacity. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. I know it's multifaceted and you have some different audiences that you work with. So just share a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, um, so I have a a degree in athletic training, which is very commonly confused with personal training. Um, You would find the normal athletic trainer on a sports field working with athletes of the team, whether that's working them through injuries or treating them emergency-wise, and um, I've just always loved athletics and anatomy. So I have recently um, moved away from the high school setting, which is where the normal, you know, athletic trainers are found, and I started my own job, um, my own, I should say, business. So I prefer provide athletic training services to everybody. What I noticed at the high school was all these athletes are benefiting from my knowledge, and what about their parents or their grandparents? Maybe somebody that doesn't even work out but lives their life with pain daily based on maybe their work um, setup or maybe they have um, a lot of stress in their life, you name it. Um, so I now provide athletic training services, mostly like um, assisted stretching. I do dry needling, cupping, basic rehab with kind of the general population. So how how does that look different than what you might get when you go to see a physical therapist or a chiropractor? Um, Yeah. I mean, I get that question a lot. Um, How do you differ from a physical therapist or a chiropractor? And the general answer is we just have different ways that we're educated. So a physical therapist will have a doctorate degree. I only have a bachelor's degree. Um, And they're obviously trained chiropractors as well, kind of to manipulate, 
maybe to work more with like stroke patients or maybe in a hospital setting where athletic training is simply just athletes, anatomy, physiology, any kind of injury or emergency care as well. Although we're very similar, um, we work well together. So a lot of my services that I provide, my clients will, you know, go to the chiropractor as well. And they work really well in conjunction with other healthcare professionals. Right. So you have um, another facet of what you do that I find a little interesting. And I think our audience might as well. Tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about your work with the MBA. Yeah. So um, kind of fell into a position a couple of years ago, I guess like three or four seasons now, um, where there was some needed need for athletic trainers in the NBA setting, working with um, the NBA staff, referees, officials, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I provide care for every um, home game, the Hornets home games, and there's athletic trainers like me all across the country that take care of the referees. Of course, people have that dream job of, oh, I want to work with an NBA team someday or with LeBron or who, you know, what have you. I work with the people that are not liked on the court. So <laughs> um, it's really interesting, um, but I don't necessarily follow the NBA. You know, obviously, they're very important to the game. And I focus more on the physiology, maybe what muscles they are working that need to be stretched before the game. But it's been really cool to kind of watch or see that side of the game. Um, My friends and family laugh at me because when I watch NBA games, I don't watch the players. (laughs) You're watching the rest. I'm watching the referees. (laughs) um, And, you know, hey, there's my friend, you know, so-and-so. Um, I don't really pay attention, you know, to anything else but yeah. the people in red or in black and white. So <laughs> it's a fun little um, little side gig for me. But I will say, um, similar to my business, everyone can benefit from athletic training, from stretching. And I think that it's really cool to be able to obviously say, ooh, I work with the NBA, but also provide those services that maybe they didn't have in the past. They didn't have access to it. So it's been really, really gratifying. Another question for you. I remember back when I was coaching and I would offer some yoga classes. Mm-hmm. And I had very few people who took the strength and conditioning classes who wanted to take the yoga classes. But the same people who were not willing to sign up for yoga were the very first people who would sign up for your stretch sessions. Because remember, mm-hmm. I would bring you in some days to, to offer, we would do yeah. back-to-back stretch sessions. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between like manual stretching, hands-on stretching, and yoga, or uh, stretching yourself. Um, yeah. and, and the differences, the benefits of one over the other. Yeah, I mean, similar to back in those days when I would come in and I would, what we would do for you all listening is we would offer stretch sessions like I do now as my business. I think it's a lot easier for people, A, they're going to do it, but B, you get a little bit deeper into the stretch and at different um, angles, you can push the muscles. You can also do static stretching. So holding for 30 seconds versus PNF stretching, which is kind of like a push pull to activate the muscle a little bit more to get a deeper range of motion. So I think it's so attractive to people because they feel good after we stretch and they're actually going to do it. So I think, and I'm sure a lot of you can agree that stretching, you know, at the end of class, you just want to run out of here, get to your normal day business. But it's the most important part of the workout is the stretching at the last five minutes. You stretch for five minutes. Right. right? Yeah. We try to do about five minutes. With that being said, there's different kinds of stretching. There's static, which is holding for 30 seconds. 
There's PNF, which is kind of a push-pull. In yoga, you would do like a half lift when right. you're in the forward fold position. Yes. And then there's also ballistic and dynamic as well. I right. I said yes. that already. Yeah. So ideally, before a workout, you're going to do the dynamic warm-up, right? Dynamic is like high knees, Frankenstein kicks, butt kickers, you name it. That is more um, effective in warming up the muscles before a workout. And then after a workout is better to do um, static stretching. Right. So that's the holds for 30 seconds. So, so the dynamic stretching serves to really bring blood flow to the muscles, right? Yep. And then the static stretching is where you're going to increase your ROM or your range of motion. Correct. And what about ballistic stretching? We don't really see that very, very often. Yeah. I'm, Can you think of an example of where we might... Where you might see that, um, I would say like athletes, like maybe professional athletes, maybe gymnasts or cheerleaders, but... Um, I think I see swimmers doing swimmers, some ballistic yeah. stretching. So think about if you were to do a forward fold, you hit your end range of motion or where you feel that stretch and you hold it for a few seconds and then you kind of bounce at the bottom of right. it. Trying to like, maybe if someone's trying to touch their toes, right? right They're right. really trying to hit that goal of touching their toes or kind of bouncing at them. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got these different types of stretching stretches, and one is not better than the other. They just serve different purposes, right? Yes, correct. And then when we go into the static stretching, we have active and passive stretching. And I think this can be really confusing for people. Um, but I, like, I try to give examples when I'm teaching a yoga class, for example, when you're doing like a split or a half split where you're pushing against the floor, it's passive. Um, when someone is stretching you, it's passive. Passive. It's so it's active when you're in that split. But well, it's active when you are having to use your muscles to like to strength to use your yes. strength to get into the stretch. Correct. Correct. Yes. Um, kind of like when Jen has us do like a hip flexor stretch at the end of class, and you're in a half kneel position, and you really kind of um, tuck your tail under you to get right. that hip flexor stretch. That would be an active stretch. You're right. Okay. So active stretching is great, like I said, post-workout, and that's going to increase your range of motion. And research has actually shown that if you do five minutes of stretching per day, five days a week, it'll increase your range of motion. So regardless of what your goals are, let's say you want to touch your toes one day, that static stretching is going to help you. Yeah. And then the passive stretching is more what I do in my appointment. So you you literally lay on the table and I do it for you. Yeah. So that's going to, again, help you kind of push a little bit further into the range of motion and push at different angles. And it really does relax you and right. increases range of motion as well. So I always think it's funny when I have somebody that comes to me and says, like, I really feel like I, I just want to learn to do mm -hmm. splits. And it's funny, my niece came to me last night she, and she was like, Aunt Sarah, show me how to do a split. And I was like, well, it's it's not that easy. It's not like you just do the split. You you practice it every day, maybe for many years. And and my mom told her, she's like, yeah, she's like, your Aunt Sarah could not do a split when she was a little girl. It took her until she was 35 before she could oh do a split gosh. because it took her that long to learn. Yeah. And I do have to say that my life is not any richer now that I can do a split. Yeah. Um, but... It, it took a long time. And, and you know, if that is your goal and there's something that motivates you to feel like you need to do a split, that's fantastic. You can certainly reach that goal. But what are some more 
uh, I don't want to say dignified goals or reasons yeah, to yeah. want right. to stretch, but um, things that just like help us in our day-to-day life. Like, yeah. Where where do people run into issues when they lack mobility or range of motion? Yeah, I, I get that question a lot, actually. And side note, I love when you said my life is not any richer because I can do the splits. I think that's great because <laughs> I can't do the splits. And I so think now you're, you're, cool. You're, you're cool with not doing them. It's OK. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel a little better about my mobility. Um, I think that remind me what you're asking. Yeah, like. What what are some some reasons that we would want yes. to increase okay, range yeah, of motion? Yeah. yeah. So um, I see a lot of people, like I said, athletes or non-athletes, but a lot of people work at a desk, right? So yes. they have that low back pain. Maybe they have neck pain. Maybe they have shoulder pain. So I think stretching motivates them thinking, okay, if I stretch for five minutes a day, or maybe it's less than that, or if I work out, that movement is going to help me live pain-free, I have a lot of people that say maybe they have young kids and they want to get on the ground and play with their kids. Well, I can't get down there effectively. Or maybe it's grandchildren. Who knows? But basically, you don't want to limit your life. So it's going to increase your range of motion, obviously. It's going to increase or improve your performance. And then another big one that people don't always click, stretching is going to decrease or prevent injuries. Yes, okay? absolutely. So if you think if your hamstrings are the proper length, if they're super, you know, flexible, whatever, you're not going to pull it when you're running hurdles or maybe, you know, if you step off a curb the wrong way. And then another good thing that stretching does is it improves balance as well. You always challenge us yes, in our balance yes, at, on do. Fridays usually. And it relieves a lot of stress. So we live in a go, go, go world, right? We have multiple things coming at us in multiple directions. So if you eliminate that and just be quiet for a second and pause and stretch, you will feel a lot better. It actually um, activates the parasympathetic nervous system, if you're familiar with that at all. Yes, yes. And I think it's really great for us as athletes and movers to recognize places where our sympathetic nervous system is kind of taking over and active and and then when the parasympathetic takes over. And it's important for us when we're in here to be, to hold some tension in the body when we're lifting weights. Right, like if right. we were completely limp and and not having that, that system intact, then we would injure ourselves. Right. So mm-hmm. ha- being able to control switching from one to the other, I think, is is really important. Um, and the thing I love about when the parasympathetic nervous system takes over and when you do go into these stretching places, that actually begins to release a different type of endorphin in the body than it does Correct. when you run or when you lift weights. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that incites a different type of um like dopamine yes it's like it's like a dopamine Mm -hmm. hit almost like a runner's high but maybe not as quite as high as a runner's high right right and it's more of like a a bring you down than a bring you up right um but not in a depressive kind of way but in a settling kind of way in a relaxing kind of way yep yes um okay lastly i i want to talk about the difference between flexibility and mobility and I think this is something that I run into a lot being a, a yoga teacher and then a strength and conditioning coach uh, and having our mobility classes here. People are like, well, if I'm doing yoga, do I need to do mobility? If I'm doing mobility, do I need to do yoga? And while there are some things that uh, connect and interchange, I think flexibility is more about your muscles and the lengthening of the muscles. And mobility, yes, correct me if I'm wrong, is more about range of motion in the joints. Yes, correct. And 
they work together for sure, um, particularly where the muscles and the joints attach. But it's okay, wouldn't you agree, for people to be able to focus just on mobility and not be so concerned with flexibility because the flexibility will come. But the mobility, do you think, is right. is more important um, for joint health? Or what What would you say about that? I, I think kind of back to your, like, I can do the splits <laughs> and I can't. But I think everybody's at their own space, right? right? So maybe you did dance as a kid, right? That's going to, your muscles are and joints are going to remember that. It's called muscle memory. I'm sure you've heard of it. But I think everybody's at their own space and definitely joints, some joints are going to move better than others versus like stable versus unstable joints. So I agree with you, like focus on the mobility and the flexibility will come. But again, it's going to be all about frequency and consistency. You can't work on your mobility or do a yoga class once a month and expect to be able to get into all the poses, you know, at the hardest modification. Right. That's probably not going to happen, but it's all about frequency and consistency. So I want to go back because you said five minutes a day, yep. five times a week or yep. five minutes. And I think that's an important nugget. Mm-hmm. Like if we're dropping nuggets for you guys, listen to this one. Five minutes a day, five times a week. Yeah. That feels doable. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure my husband spends five minutes a day brushing his teeth. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. Um, maybe, yes. maybe that's how long we're supposed to brush our teeth. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> but I think you have the time to do it. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of prioritizing it. Correct. And but in that five minutes, does that mean like we stretch one muscle right. for five minutes? That's- yeah, that's the key. That's what I wanted to follow up on is it? it's like a direct. So you don't have to stretch, let's say, your hamstrings directly for five minutes. You can get a hamstring stretch in different stretches, but it's just an indirect stretch. If okay. That makes sense. Yes. So it's five minutes of general stretching per day. OK. You don't have to stretch five minutes of your pecs. Gotcha. In five minutes of your hamstrings or whatever. Um, but you can get a same, a similar effect, even if it's indirect to that muscle. Right. And the hold is not five minutes. No. 30 seconds, five. Yes. See, I'm I'm more of a a breath person. Yeah. And so for me, I usually try to hold a stretch for five rounds of breath. But if you're breathing slowly enough, that's probably about 30 seconds. You yeah. Think? That might even be more than 30 seconds. Just 30 seconds. Um, Ideally, the research article that I read was three sets of 30-second holds. But again, like you said, it's five minutes. You can do that while you're watching a YouTube video or maybe if you're waiting in carpool for your kids. It's five minutes a day. It's doable. It's reachable, right? And then what happens if you're not breathing while you're stretching? What happens when you hold your Uh breath? This is a a favorite subject, too. Another really common, like, thing people always want to, you know, get really deep into that stretch and hold their breath. If you don't breathe into the stretch, you're not not delivering oxygen to your muscles, basically. Um, So it is really important to breathe. And obviously, breathing through your nose, like an inhale through your nose, is the most effective way to get that oxygen, the most oxygen into your lungs. So breathing is a really important part as yoga teaches. Yes. Yes. So how can people find you if they're interested in yeah. hiring you to help them yeah. stretch? <laughs> to re- well, and you do yeah. other types of recovery and. Yes. And- yep. I do. Um, I do provide, you know, the dry needling, the cupping, but I also have Norma Tech recovery boots, um, which helps your legs or your hips recover, pushes the circulation back to your heart. But um, you can find me on Instagram, um, Jenna.Crofts, like Laura Croft, but with an S. 
And then you can also find me at the 6.15 a.m. class, most likely. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, I, you know, I have my my um, work face on when I'm in here at 6.15, but I, I won't bite. You can say hi to me. Yeah, 6.15 has been the magic time for you yeah. as long as I've known you. Yeah, yep. That's my, that's my perfect morning. Yes. Starting working out here. So. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having talking me. Talking all things stretch and mobility, and I hope we'll be able to do this again soon. Yeah, now go do your stretching, everybody. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. All right, thank you. Signing off. Make It Train with CCT. You've been listening to the Make It Train podcast. To connect with Jen and Sarah, find them on Instagram at jen.w.dufrain and at sarahpayfitness. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when future episodes are released.